Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right. Let's mix it up. Okay. <laughs> oh, are we in Martini's bar? Um, no. Nick's. We're <laughs> Nick's. in Nick's right now. Ooh, oh, man. I don't want to be this in Pottersville. This is a this is a rough place. I don't want to be in Pottersville. <laughs> <laughs> we serve what's the what's the saying? We we serve hard drinks for men who want to get drunk fast. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Get these two pixies out of here. <laughs> it actually seemed like a pretty decent place. Yeah. What we're talking about is uh the movie It's a Wonderful Life, which is the theme of this episode, actually. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is it's great. an old fashioned wonderful life. All right. Hopefully there's Sweet. no like copyright or you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nobody's paying that much attention to us. Yeah. Yeah. Martinis was the Bedford Falls version. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then Nick's, Nick's was the Pottersville version. But Nick's right. also seemed like maybe one of the nicest bars that you would walk into. <laughs> I mean, the budget was low in the movie, so they used the yeah, same. It place. was it was the same bar. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, you know, it's it's uh Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. We are way deep into Christmas music and oh, yeah. movies and all yeah. that. We a- found a Weezer the Christmas album. We yeah, thought yeah, that I was mean, great. They're prolific right now. I they're know. cranking out all kinds of albums. And right. I heard the Christmas Weezer album coming from your office the other yeah. day. I'm like, what in the heck? It so was great. It's gotta, great. Gotta give it a spin, man. Yep. That might be a vinyl that we should buy. <laughs> yeah. So it's the it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's a time to reflect on the many blessings that we have. You know, it's a time to think about what this world would be like without you. Oh my. <laughs> or at least watch a movie about it. <laughs> Which we we're sometimes miserable buttheads and uh, we, most need re- of the time. we need time. <laughs> we need reminded of this. I yeah. think this is why the movie It's a Wonderful Life you is know, one of our favorites. It hits home. It really for does. a lot of reasons. Yeah. I this is a movie that it's funny because Curtis, our our newest addition to the team here. Is he our newest addition? Uh pretty yeah. Yeah, anyway. whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. He showed up one day. <laughs> <laughs> we all really like this movie. I, I think this is a pretty popular movie among financial advisors, but yeah. you know, I love this movie before I got into finance. Yeah, me too. Um, I think because my dad really liked the movie. Uh you know, we always watched I'm pretty sure on Christmas Day. My dad did not care for it's a Christmas or the uh the Christmas story. We didn't watch that yeah, yeah. uh as much as It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, but because yeah, this just, actually has real life lessons. <laughs> there are real life lessons and there it is dripping with like economic financial stuff. The time that this movie is set in. Oh, there was a lot going fascinating. on. Fascinating. There was a lot we going on. We actually, I think even being in finance, we started doing a little bit of research for this. We were like, holy crap. Yeah, it's loaded. Yeah. It's loaded. It, make, um, it also makes me think that we are just a bunch of weak people nowadays. Well, that could be. Oh, gosh. This was cra- This is This is a great era to reflect on all of the, the things that were happening and how really at the end of the day, the relationships and the lives of the people you touch that are around you, how just incredibly important yeah. it is. So it's I great. think your wife posted something on Facebook the other day. Oh, Oh, uh, you don't. Know was it about, about me? <laughs> was that no, her but public I, I profile? Pretty, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know the validity of it. I, I didn't fact check it. Uh, anyway, it, it basically said like the average person. 
Oh yes, I remember. Impacts like eighty thousand lives in their like directly impacts eighty thousand lives in their lifetime. That's what this movie's all about. That's that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I do a, a I intentionally cloister myself in my office a yeah, lot of but times, trying the, not to affect other people. It's lives. the you know, it's the person at the drive-through window. It's the bank teller. Right. It's the you know those post men women that deliver your stuff. Yeah, you know, all these people that you're you're touching on a regular basis. It is, it's a big number. There's a lot of valuable lessons in this movie. Uh, the theology is horrible. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, don't make it like your life's mantra because it's, but I mean, but there's life lessons. There's a right. lot of financial lessons. Um, and I don't know the direction, like when looking at this, Jason, we could have, when I started looking at this episode, I'm like, we could do three episodes on like the major financial events that are happening during yeah. the movie. But then when we dug into it, it's like, no, there's more than just the three going on. Right. But yeah, we could talk forever on this. We should get into it. So let's let's get into the drink. We're I drinking am. today something called It's a Wonderful Life. This looks awesome. It looks awesome. I don't know. I feel like it smells really good. I feel like at Christmas, like the desire to have like a bit of the foo-foo in my drinks. Yeah. Just, it just comes in. I don't know. These I, last few episodes have been a little This is foo-foo. It's it's this foo-foo. Is foo-foo. I it's mean good it's, though. We're it's before noon here. <laughs> hey, don't I, judge us. I, I it's don't after feel, ten. Yeah, I don't feel that's true. It is a Friday after all, but I don't feel bad drinking oh, this gosh, uh, before great. noon because it's it's. I would say that uh, other than the see we did we did the Ovaltinia oh uh, yeah yeah episode or two ago I don't know I'm not sure what order these are coming out in so well, this has got this has got Smimimim on the top yes yeah, Cinnamon Smimimim um, <laughs> the, the last one was this so the last few have been more low proof. Like, yeah, if you're averse to cocktails in general, you know, you don't like the real boozy stuff. These last few episodes, again, I don't know how we're going to release these, but the Christmassy ones. Yeah. uh, These, you know, it might be a good gateway for somebody who wants to get into cocktails, but just doesn't like hard liquor for men who want to get drunk fast. Right. (laughs) So uh, what we're drinking today is, is called It's a Wonderful Life. It's a pretty, pretty easy cocktail to make. Pretty cheap, actually, too. So what we start out with, this is, this is mostly half and half. Three ounces of half and half, Jason. Milk. <laughs> An ounce and a half of Bailey's Irish mm. cream liqueur. George yeah. Bailey. Oh, gosh. No <laughs> wonder. It makes sense. A half an ounce of cream de menthe. Now, mm. here's the deal. I've never known. I don't say that real confidently because I went into the liquor store to buy this and I said, I need some cream de menthe. And he said, cream de menthe. I'm like, oh, well, okay. It's spelled <laughs> M-E-N-T-H-E. I don't know. I might be wrong. But then yeah. he said, green kind. Or apparently there's different kind, green kind or clear kind. Well, based on the picture, green kind. So green, that's what we got. Yeah, so we got kind of a Grinch punch going here. Yeah, this is a low proofer, yep. right? You know, Bailey's is low proof. That's like yep. under twenty percent. So yep. It, we and we use ground cinnamon on the top as the garnish. So again, three ounces of half and half, an ounce and a half of Bailey's or a cream liqueur, coffee cream liqueur, right? And a half ounce of the cream de mint ground cinnamon on the top. It smells delicious. It looks darn good. Kind of eggnoggy, but green. Let's go in for a sip. All right. Oh, buddy. That's <laughs> that's adult chocolate milk right there. Ooh. Okay. I just got the cinnamon there. Oh, that's, that's good. Great. That's great. Ooh. So, oh, it's like the minty or milky mint is coming through my nose. It's like it's like drinking chocolate. One of the girls at the office here, because I made these for everybody before yeah. we came in and did this. And, you know, one of them said, you need to throw an Andy's mint in mm. there. This yeah. is like an Andy's mint in a glass. It is like an Andy's mint in a glass. Here, here's what I'll say. Uh, eggnog great. is very polarizing. Yep. 
Yep. This has a lot of the same features as eggnog, but Ex- if you don't like that slime, <laughs> no, there's a very like there's a bitter yeah, something yes. going yes. on with eggnog yep. that this does not have. Nope. It's got the same texture as eggnog. It's got that cinnamon element. It, this it, is really good. It is like a mint chocolate milk for adults. I'm going to buy some of the stuff for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is great. Man, make really that. good. Really good. Really it's easy a wonderful to make. life. We it should is. have a punch bowl of this. This is a wonderful <laughs> drink, Jason. This is a wonderful drink. That is uh this would be easily duplicated for like a like a holiday party. You could put mm. this in a you could put this in a punch bowl. Definitely. Yeah. It's really good cold. Yeah, so. I actually I think uh I don't know if I'd want to drink this warm. Mm-mm. No, that's great. Oh my gosh. We could <laughs> maybe drink so many of we those. Sh- we should uh we should rim the glass with Ovaltine, maybe. See how that goes. <laughs> Honey and Ovaltine. That's let's another do it. the girls were a big fan of that one too. That the was Ovaltini. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That and that was just a fun looking drink anyway. So yeah, all right. It's a wonderful life. That's the first I've ever used cream de mint in anything. Menth, I, I don't feel know. like I've had it before because I really do like mint. And so I never I, um, used it in anything. Yeah, no, it's good. Never tasted it. That's a that's you know, I was just thinking like using a bourbon cream maybe instead of uh, you know, Bailey's. Like um, a Buffalo Trace. Like a Buffalo Trace Mm -hmm. bourbon cream or something like that. And actually a little dab of bourbon in this would be really good. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've said this about a couple of these drinks. A good canvas to kind of customize and play around with a little bit. He's gonna do it. Okay. Which one you grabbing? Oh. All right, remember it is before noon. That's that's pretty proofy I'm stuff. Gonna, I'm just talking a dab. Okay? okay, that's a cask strength Stellum bourbon. Oh, whatever. All right. See. Oh, that's not enough to find out. <laughs> All right. Now we're gonna argue. I'll do a little. There you. Whoa, okay. Whoops. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Here we go. All right. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> that was awesome, man. I'm gonna pour. I'm gonna mix my. So I would my say, favorite cocktail into this one. Bourbon I would. Neat. I would say a half an ounce of bourbon in this. Would be would be phenomenal. Okay, so I probably yeah. put not not even a half an ounce. No, but we have already drank some of the cocktail. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama, <laughs> that's more my style right there. Okay, <laughs> Woo. yeah. So you could put bourbon in with this. Yeah, that'll warm you right up. That that right in the dang. I got a nice hug there, didn't you? <laughs> right in the okay. Right in the old esophagus. Well, we're feeling warm and fuzzy now. <laughs> Let's let's talk a little bit about It's a Wonderful Life. Why do you love this movie so much, Jason? So many messages in this movie that, you know, I think everybody can reflect and look at themselves as a George Bailey a bit. Okay. Whether your aspirations were to leave your hometown and do big things. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, a lot of times in our society, we are, we have this like skewed view of like, doing big things, building skyscrapers and bridges and things as being the ultimate aspiration. And, you know, that lesson for me is that it's the people around you you're touching and having an impact on their lives. Yeah. So that's just what that is. That is bigger than the big things you don't can build. don't minimize the impact of what you do, where you've been placed in this life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's happenstance. Things occur. I mean, and that's what kept happening in his yeah. life that were out of his control. Well, look, I, I believe in Providence, and I think to say, you know, for someone to kind of despise their situation 
okay, easy for me to say, I was born in a pretty good situation. Yeah, but yeah. I think the ordinary sometimes is extraordinary. And, you know, I fully believe you're placed in this situation you are for a reason by mm-hmm. someone who knows more than you do, <laughs> uh, whose ways are better than yours. And this, this time using the term, you know, above your pay grade actually yeah, is appropriate. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, but I think, you know, the impact of this is you're put where you're at for a reason that's beyond your comprehension. Right. And we all have a job to do. We all have people around us that, you know, we impact just because you're not off doing big, spectacular things, you know, by the world's definition doesn't yep. mean that you you don't make an impact. And that's that's what George Bailey learns in this whole thing, right? Exactly. Little George Bailey who whose dreams never came to fruition take him out of the equation and, and look at the impact he really had on everybody around him. It's yeah. a feel good story. Now I'm not going to go that warm and fuzzy with it. Okay. <laughs> because I, I do think there's so much going on from an economic finance standpoint too, that it's hard for me to stay away from this movie. Sure. So all the warm and fuzzy, good story, all that kind of stuff. It's an entertaining movie. You gotta love Jimmy. Oh um, yes, absolutely. But aside from that, let's, let's think about some of these topics, Jason, for crying out loud, what's going on. We've got depression, yeah, right? so we we were we were doing some snooping, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, right. There was a lot going on, right? And I and I want to I want to say you know in my recent viewing of this movie, mm-hmm. when they're the 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 wonderful scene of the doing the Charleston over the pool and the pool opens up and they fall in. <laughs> That's it's, a great scene. It said I think on the on the board in the back it said nineteen twenty eight. Okay, okay, nineteen twenty nine. Was the stock market crash in yeah. the summer? The, okay. the famed that that's that was the big one. Yeah, and so and again, our research shows again incre- became increasingly worse over the over the late summer into mm-hmm. the fall, and it continued to 1933, and that is that's a long time dab right where this is now. Perspective: uh-huh. the U.S. industrial production declined 47. percent Oh yeah. Okay, so imagine right now. Every Do you remember indis- the COVID numbers, by the way? And we forced a, a shutdown. Right, right. I, I mean, don't even think it, it was high, but 47%. Yeah. And real GDP was down, had fallen 30%. And we're talking over an extended period. We're, so we're talking over about four years. Yeah. Okay. But 30% is unbelievable. Yes. And unemployment reached 20%. Even and that was even that's based on the modern measure, yeah, of unemployment. So discouraged workers, people aren't looking for jobs. Twenty percent is a it's huge, huge number. So uh, and, and let's so what I like about this is we can take some of this stuff, we can put it in perspective with things that we've seen in our career, like the Great Financial Crisis, right? Which I, I think we topped out at like ten percent unemployment. I'm not sure. Which is I'll, not I'll good. Stupid. I'll ask the interweb here. Okay. Right. You look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was around 10%. You know, it's interesting because we talk about the stock market crash being the catalyst with all of this, but really, you know, part of our snooping and digging into this, and I, and I know I'd read it before, but, you know, only about 10% of uh, American households, so private investors, only about 10% had any kind of stock ownership when we saw this big stock market mm-hmm. crash, you mm-hmm. know, compared to today. Um, where, you know, more people have 401ks, different retirement plans and things like that. You know, it's about 60% of households that have, uh, equity exposure. So if you think about it, it's not the stock market. It's not the stock market that sent all of this. I right. mean, it was, it was, it was a catalyst. 
Uh, but it was other things going on. It wasn't the event that led to the depression necessarily. The real measure of unemployment during the Great Recession was 10%. 10%, yeah. Yep. So we're talking double that, right? Double. 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 Um, and it was people jumping out of buildings. Yeah. Scary. I mean, yeah. bad. So, you know, I think maybe a good segue from the stock market thing, you know, the, the crash, we know about that. It took a while for that to recover. But again, we talked about stock ownership. Unemployment was something that, you know, came as a, a product of some of these things. But, you know, the run on the banks, right, which is a has a really central theme in this movie. Yes. The yes. run on the banks. Yeah. You, you remember the run on the banks, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what's crazy about. Do that. you remember how you felt when people were running on the banks? We we were we were looking <laughs> at this as like almost like imagine asking someone today mm-hmm. if they don't remember when COVID started. Right. Okay. I, I think that's probably the closest or nine 11 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, boy. like that's what the significance of this time frame was. There were so many things intertwined in just the American psyche that yeah. we have, it's actually been kind of sadly lost. And even us who like are in the finance world, like, of course run on the banks. Here we go. Like, we were like, let's look this up too. Yeah. In 1931, New York's um, the Bank of New York of the United States collapsed. Two hundred million dollars in deposits. And and this is 1931. money dollars. Right. right. Like right. that was the actual dollar. That's not that's not amped up for inflation or anything. Exactly. Okay. So in 1929, after the stock market crash, people were growing really anxious about you know where their money's at, and mm-hmm. wealthy people started doing it too. And they pulled money and investments, and the consumer went right after mm-hmm. them as well, which caused significant runs on banks. Okay? Yeah. So they were going to the banks and rapidly taking money out. Right. So the stock market, which, you know, household exposure was about 10, 10, 10 but they, the consumer, right. Mm-hmm. took their cues from that. Yep. We, we had runs on the banks. Yep. We had on We had all these other things that happened yep. as a result. So it really began in 1930 mm-hmm. and it actually started in all places. It was Nashville, Tennessee. So really? they're kind of a deep rooted, not no trust for banks started in the South. It kind of makes sense. And then it just continued and really at the peak. So in 1929, imagine 650 banks gone. Poof. Okay. And I mean, I know that we have a lot of banks here in defiance, but it's not 650. And then in, <laughs> and then in 1930, uh-huh. 1300 more. Wow. Okay. These banks. So. This moment, where, this, this is where, the scene where, you know, George is, and Mary are trying to get out of town Mary. They just got married <laughs> and they see something. Uh, don't look back, George, but something bad is happening. I don't know. I run on a bank, but that sure looks like one to me or right. how, however he says it. Right. I'm sure I butchered that. Exactly. It was something like that. Yeah. And it, again, like every person in, you know, in this time frame, they would have seen probably seen this or would definitely have known about it. Yeah. So let's, you know, I think the way that we had initially structured this episode was we were going to talk about everything that's happening. And then we were going to kind of take some lessons out of this, like why, why we think our economy is on better footing and while, you know, regulations and things like that are in a better place. But I think we can kind of do that as we go through these, maybe, you know, if you think about it, the run on the banks, right? Reserve requirements was a huge oh, yes. reason for this, yeah, definitely. right? Yeah. Uh, people came in and they wanted their money and it simply wasn't there. And right. there, 
wasn't near enough, right? Because you know Georgia saying, "Well, it's in his home and it's in his home," right? Right. right. Yeah, and they had and and you know their his uncle had just taken, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy had just taken all their I money. I remember giving them every <laughs> last dollar to the bank because the bank had called their loan. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it leads to a domino effect. We don't have like banks are required to have historically some of the highest reserves that we've ever had. Yeah. And that's post-financial crisis. Yeah, stuff. because it was a problem during it was the financial a problem. crisis. Yeah. Still not to the tune of what it was in the depression. Nope. But you know, one thing we didn't even really talk about, Jason, think of the uh, Securities Act of 1933. Yeah. Right. right. This is after all this. Yeah. So think about when the when the market crashed in 29, mm-hmm. reporting and I mean like the, what yeah. what kind of financials these companies had to submit, the regulations that they were not standardized. Not it was not standardized at all. It was it was truly. So when people say when we talk to folks and they think, "Well, the stock market can crash." It happened. What you know, what about 1929? It was a crapshoot. Yeah, it was. It was, a, the, it was like a, wild, a roulette. Wild yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. want to talk about Ponzi schemes? Yeah. So right? 1933 and 1934 and 1941 all brought significant mm-hmm. changes to the securities world and banking. What's funny as we say this, and what's what's the big news headline right now? That we got a many Madoff in oh, the crypto world right sure. now, yep. right? Yep. And absolutely. you you look and you go, how can this happen this day and age? Because they're out slinging guns in the street. Well, I mean that's what's happening. Okay. So, anyways, I think I think this era, even the comment before George runs back to the savings and loan and mm-hmm. lets the people in, it's pouring rain. You know, it's as bad of a scene as you can get. Yep. They're driving in their car. And they just like got money for their wedding, right? Two thousand dollars, right? Two thousand dollars, and they're which gonna, seems like a lot actually for back then. That was a lot of yeah. money, okay. And they're we're gonna we're gonna live it. We're gonna live the high life. We're gonna go to Cabo or yeah. wherever he says, and New York, and all fine wines and whatever. And gonna ride a train. We're gonna <laughs> and she's holding the money, and she says, "I feel like a bootlegger's wife." Yeah, this was really fun. Uh, we <laughs> talked about this a little bit because I was like, "Wait a second, is this there a timeline on?" Yeah, is no. It, is there? No, it's not. It's right? perfect. So uh, something interesting. This is a this is a finance podcast, but yeah, we mix cocktails, and yeah, right. we we like spirits. We like, uh, and I'm not talking about the the uh, Jacob Marley spirits. Um, <laughs> But yeah, bootlegging, right? We're talking prohibition was thrown in the mix here. They were right in the throes of it. The end of prohibition yeah, was one of the things that helped us climb out of the depression, oh Jason. My. I, I mean, FDR looked at, this, looked at this revenue cow right. and said, you know, if we make this legal and we start taxing it, there's a bright spot in our economy, right? Right. right. And we're um, talking 1920 to 1933 prohibition era. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's funny is like even our view of the bar in It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. That, and this is what we were discussing, right? Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Is the timeline off? Because he's in the bar. But George is in the bar before he goes to jump off the bridge. That's right. That's right. So we're thinking, well, he gets wait, punched is... in the lip. He's yeah. Like, was it a speakeasy? No, it was. Because, well, yeah, yeah. We figured out 1933. He had kids. It was yeah. after Prohibition. Then they talked about the war happening and war yep. bonds and all. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this stuff related. Don't you know there's a war on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, so the era is, it's the timeline's dead on. Yeah. It really is. You know, okay, we've, we've hit on the Depression. We've talked about the stock market collapse. We've talked about run on banks, war, Prohibition. 
But there's something else, Jason. I think the last thing we have written down that's really good to look at. And I think when we look at all this, yes, there's a lot of good lessons from It's a Wonderful Life. There's a lot going on from a history standpoint. So even if you're not a finance guy, the historical significance of these events, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to not be interested by that stuff, I think. And it makes us, I, I think at this day and age, even with a, a depressed stock market, sure, inflation and all the, you know... <laughs> The, the mini headlines. Madoffs of the world, the headlines, yeah. the things that can make you, you look back at this and you go, you know, and I look, uh, when it comes to the economy and being a capitalist and things like that, I like less regulation to an extent, but you think about some of the regulations that are in place to ensure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen again. This was a perfect storm. Look at all this stuff happening at once, right? Exactly. There was something great that happened, right? So this is late in the movie. This is late in the movie. W- what are we talking about from an economic standpoint? We were talking about the advent of the middle class. Yeah. Okay. You know, the the conversation around you used to live in one of Potter's slums. You know, he decides what you pay. And mm-hmm. uh, so banks were actually like savings and loans. Perfect design for yeah. put your money in here. We lend them out. We pay you X percent and we lend the money out to build houses for your friends and neighbors and family. And these little I mean, look around almost every town in the United States. These little post-World War II houses are everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Industrial production came back. You know, we know how the story works. The 1950s. Yeah. The war was was not good for the economy, but it did ramp up some production. It did. It it, it created some industry. If anything, we figured out how to do stuff better, unfortunately. I mean- through something like that, but the middle class it introduced really, women into the workforce did out yep. of necessity. Right. Yep. And look, I mean, women are a financial engine in this country. Absolutely. They, you know, women have been in the workforce since yep. I'm trying to not sound old school. Like <laughs> oh, I remember the good old days. No, that's yeah, not what I mean. No. But yeah, I mean, we, so we have more people, a more robust workforce for sure. crying out loud. Absolutely. So yep. yeah, the advent of the middle class, I mean, we're reaping the benefits of this stuff big time. We're middle class folk here. Yeah, right? exactly. And and you you look at this and you say working hard to yeah. get to upper middle class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this was a significant cultural shift mm-hmm. that didn't it didn't exist like it did. I mean, think think of like the like the Dust Bowl and oh, you know yeah. you know farmers were displaced. I mean, it's really sad. This changed that hopefully yeah. permanently that we don't have that kind of economic like s- small town collapses like you could have had. There's um, there's good and bad to all this though too because it yeah. ushered in a lot of the entitlement programs. Sure that, and I'm not going to sit here and say all all that stuff is bad, but you know, there's always abuse of these types of things too. Absolutely. And then you look at how we respond to events now, we really lean hard on some of these things. But yep. Uh, well, and I think there's a debate going on too about what's happening with the middle class in general and mm-hmm. is the middle class going away? Sure. Yeah. I mean, this, there was no doubt that this movie had the theme of giving, you know, the little guy a hand up. Yeah. You know, a lot of times our culture has shifted to a hand out mm-hmm. and that is not what this was about. This is about getting people back to work, yep. working hard for their, for their families. And, you know, that's and an insider that. trading tip or two here and there. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Sam right. Wainwright, plastics, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> we are not condoning insider trading. That was a joke. That was a joke. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't help but... The you know, economic you know, significance yeah. of this movie, on top of the... the time of season, and the, it's just, it's a wonderful movie, Jason. Yeah, hug your kids. Yes. Be grateful. I, my my kids both play piano, and I have to 
I have to uh, joke about this because yeah. <laughs> my wife thinks it's hilarious. When my kids come downstairs to do their 10 minutes of piano practice, uh-huh. I like to sit in the chair and say, you have to play that song over and over again. <laughs> Doesn't she know that stupid song? <laughs> daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. Uh, great movie. This oh. was a fun episode. Right. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, for crying out loud, go watch it. Give us the disclosures. I will. Thanks for having a drink with us <laughs> this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with all of the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Yeehaw! <laughs> Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. Oh, mama!